Hello, everyone. Good evening, and a big welcome to Agility Talks Agile podcast. Today's podcast is going to be a, a conversational one with a guest who has a question about Agile, which I would uh, try my best to answer, hopefully. Um, so uh, welcome to Agility Talks Agile. Um, can you kindly give us a brief introduction of yourself, please? Yeah, hi. Hello. Good evening, everyone. My name is Emmanuel Imosiri. Um, let's see, I'm stumbling a bit this evening because it's rather late in the night, but um, when it comes to agility, I'm very awake. Okay, so my name is Emmanuel Imosiri. I have been a Scrum Master for about six years now. Um, worked in the financial sector, private sector, and in all my years, um, I have had a lot of experience with different teams. And the advantage I always look up to is the um, ability or the, the, the environment I have in being mentored by Conrad. Um, he has been a mentor of mine for the past four to five years. And in that time, I've learned so much from him. From him. Um, but for tonight, I have a question. And, and I'm hoping that everyone that is listening will benefit from the answers that he will give, because I know that I always do. It's always great to be in your presence, Conrad. Um, thanks for inviting me. Thank you very much, Emmanuel. Um, very kind words indeed. Um, I'm not quite sure if you're setting me up for a big fall, um, <laughs> but I will do my best to, um, to, um, to answer your question. So um, I believe you have a question, so um, please take it away. Okay, great. So um, it's a situation that I am in currently, and I think it will be best for you to be placed in that situation just as I'm in and, and see whether or not you can help me resolve the issue. So I have a team of nine members. Um, we have been set out a project um, we have been told the stories, we have looked at the acceptance criteria and been told as a team to come up with a delivery solution. Um, so as a Scrum Master, I asked the team, what is the best way you think we can deliver this project? Um, and four members of the team says, oh, we can do it in the best way to deliver this would be in Kanban. And the other four say, um, no, I think we should do it in sprints. And then one person on the team just stands out and says, I think we should do Scrum Bath. Now, how do I, as a Scrum Master, highlight the benefits of both or three or three um, del delivery processes or uh, opportunities and to be able to arrive at a common um, delivery strategy for the team on this project. Is there a way that I can do it in highlighting the benefits, making them as a collective see the benefits to delivering in all three of them and then being able to choose which delivery method they, they use? Okay, well, thank you for that. Um, interesting uh, question. Um, quite a common um, challenge for, for many teams. So what I would always recommend is that you start from, uh, from the why. 
And what I mean by that is you should ideally start from understanding the problem you're trying to solve. Now, understanding the problem you're trying to solve enables you to walk backwards from that to actually find a solution that fits the problem. Okay, now um, the three methods you've mentioned, the three similar but distinct methods, um, each one of them uh, does what they do beautifully, uh, but they work uh, better depending, you know, on the certain context. So one would will perhaps work slightly better for a particular context than the other. So what I would do is, like I said, start from helping the team or working with the team to understand, you know, what are we trying to achieve? So what's the problem we're trying to solve, basically? Now, um, uh, without being in that situation, I can't really tell you uh, what that would be, all, you know, this probably would be a very long conversation. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about very briefly about the differences in the three um, key differences in the three sort of methods. Um, so let's talk about Scrum first. Scrum is what you call a push system. Okay. Now, uh, what that means is that you work off a set list of prioritized work for a uh, set period of time, i.e. an iteration, also known as a, um, as a sprint, okay? Which is usually uh, fixed in length. It could be anywhere between one week and four weeks or, or beyond. So um, that's the first thing to, uh, I'd like to highlight about Scrum. So you work in iterations, uh, you work off a pre-prioritized list at the beginning of the, um, of the of, of the of the sprint, and usually uh, that work will have been um, dissected, broken down, understood, um, estimated, um, and essentially locked down for that period. Yeah. Okay. So this works very well in a situation where you don't have much change or much turbulence in your, in your environment. So uh, what I mean by that is if you are working in, I don't know, two weekly sprints or four weekly sprints, usually uh, you would, this will work very well if you know, uh, I, the product owner and you know, the business as it were, uh, know quite uh, fairly certainly that not much is likely to change in terms of priorities over that period. Okay, so that works. That works well for that sort of environment where uh, you know you, you're kind of just allowed to get on with uh, with the work you're doing once you've done your planning up front. That's the other thing I like to point out with the Scrum method. You do your planning up front for all of the work. Okay, which allows you to make sure that you have the right, you're able to track your velocity on that mm. kind of stuff. So that's, that's, that's Chrome. Now Kanban 
Uh, and why it's called, sorry, why it's called a push system is because at the beginning, you've got this settled list of things, you push that into your, into your, your container, um, and you kind of walk up that container in one go as the duration of the sprint. Now, Kanban is what you call a pool system. Now, Kanban does not have, typically does not have iterations because Kanban is based on the principle of continuous delivery and continuous improvement, okay? So uh, Kanban works on a much shorter uh, list of prioritized work, which has, gives you the flexibility to prioritize on the go, okay? So um, it works very well in environments where you perhaps uh, don't have the benefit of a, a very settled um, list of priorities. For example, if you are a service team who from day to day and even hour to hour within the day are likely to have um, work or demands coming from the customer or from the clients or from the business that are varied in nature and varied in priority, um, say, for example, you support um, uh, fixes in, in life, for example, right? Where, you know, uh, you know actual users are reporting um, problems from day to day. You, can't, you cannot know in advance what's going to happen, you know, at any given time. So it's a lot more difficult for you to have that. So you're not that settled in that way. So what you need is a more flexible approach that allows you to prioritize on the fly. Okay, and what this also means that you're not you're not locked into the um, big pre-planning that you would have in Scrum. So with Kanban, your planning is what you call just in time. Okay, so uh, you would typically start with uh, your your Kanban with top three things or top two things. Some Kanban teams do one top thing because again, the other feature of the Kanban is is based on flow. And the idea is that uh, once you uh, get something into your Kanban system, the entire team needs to swarm the task to make sure that they get that item to down as quickly as possible, right? And you do that, then you pick on the next thing, uh, and so on and so forth. And then you've got things, you know, uh, setting um, restrictions in place, things like what you call WIP limits, WIP, WIP, for work in progress limits and things like that, which help you stay focused, okay? So uh, key difference here between Scrum and Kanban push. Uh, Scrum is push, Kanban is pull. Scrum, uh, you will typically do upfront planning for the entire sprint uh, and, and do your prioritization upfront and then do your planning once your prioritization is done, and you generally keep that cadence until the end of the sprint. With 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 um, with Kanban, you do not have uh, that restriction, as it were. Okay, so with Kanban, it's just in time planning. Uh, it's flexible, you know, as it allows you to chew up um, changing priorities as they happen. Um, and when they happen, you, you know, the, the customer changes their mind, they reprioritize the board, take the highest thing to the top. If there's something that's currently being worked on that is a less 
of less value that drops that drops you know to the bottom and this new thing takes takes um, takes its place um, and that is when you do the planning per item okay so that is a lot more flexible system uh, for you uh, so uh, it depending on what sort of challenge also environment you have to work in uh, you know this will help you determine you know, which one is more likely to be best suitable for you. Now, Scrum Ban um, is, uh, as you might can tell, it's, uh, it's a hybrid. So Scrum Ban is essentially the fusion of the engineering practices of Scrum, of, of sorry, of, of Kanban with the Scrum uh, values or principles, if you like. Um, Kanban has its own values, but we're not going to go into that tonight. But, you know, so the key thing is to understand that it, it, uh, it's a fusion of both, right? And essentially, what this means is it gives you even more flexibility. So, for example, as a team, you might not want to continuously uh, just deliver because for some reason, it could be business reasons, could be that it keeps the, you know, make the, the, the business uh, a bit more confident. You might want to have um, actual sort of breaks in uh, iterations. Yeah. yeah? You might want to work yeah. to iterations. So you can't work to iterations in that sense. Um, you may or you may not do your upfront planning. It's entirely up to the team to decide what way you want to go. Well, in terms of your planning, whether you want, yeah, again, depend on the problem you're trying to solve, the environment you're right. working in, right? Um, you, you know, for one team, if the environment is separate enough, uh, they might say, you know what, we'll do our planning upfront, just like in Scrum, right? Um, however, uh, we might not want to, we'll want to have the flexibility where we can um, respond to changing priorities as we go along, right? But we want to do that within confined, you know, set sprint, okay? So that at the end of the sprints, we can stop, look back, reflect, uh, and then, you know, start it all over again, you know, hopefully get better as you go along. Okay. Um, and the same goes for other principles within both spaces, right? So you can pretty much bend them um, to your, uh, to your needs, as it were, right? Because you're, you're in a hybrid situation. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so those are the differences. Uh, so my answer to you is, um, I would break that down to the teams. And then once I've done that and explained it to them and they understand what the key difference between the three different methods are, then I will ask the question, let us introspect and see, you know, which of these would actually be the best fit for our environment and our culture, right? And what we're trying to do, right? For the product as well, okay? So um, in summary, essentially it is, you know, what I would do is I would start with the question, let's define the problem space, okay? The challenge rather, um, what are we trying to do? Okay, we're trying to create a product and we're trying to do it at a certain time, for example. Or, um, you know, um, maybe we don't really have time pressures as such, or whatever the case is, right? But it's, 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 it's important that you articulate as a team and be clear on what the boundaries are, right? Once you've done that, 
you should then step them through, you know, an explanation, maybe a bit more in-depth than I've just given you, right, of what Scrum is, what are the features of Scrum, uh, and the characteristics of Scrum, what are the values of Scrum, you know, and then do the same for Kanban, and then do the same for, for, um, for Scrum Band. Once you've done that, what you've done is you've set up, um, uh, you've, you've, you've laid out the stall for your team to be able to make the best informed decision that would speak to their problem. Okay. Um, so, okay. Well, thanks. Great. But one thing I was wanting to, that I have picked up on is the why. Um, so I think the question why to the team is why are they divided now that they know the basis of the three methods? Is this a good time to introduce the why? So why have you chosen, um, the first thing that came to, to your mind was Kanban. Now that you know the um, details of what Kanban or how Kanban delivers or how um, Sprint or Scrum delivers, um, why did you choose that? Is there any way I can represent those two whys to the team um, that will sort of like mirror their intention? Like, is there a way I could like put it up well, for them to see the differences or, or, or how this whole thing is? Well, yeah. So it's, it's, Again, it's a, it's a case of, from your perspective, what is the problem you're trying to solve, okay? So, as a Scrum Master, you know, are you trying to find out uh, why the team chose one method over the other? Because this will, in some way, shape, or form, help you learn something about uh, about the team or about the product, about the way the team thinks, mm. right? Um, or is it a case of, you know, uh, you're asking that for asking sake, just, you know, or maybe it could be a case of you want to highlight, um, you know, the, the point to them that you should not just sort of jump in feed first uh, without actually considering what the problem you're trying to solve, right, is first and understanding that first and making sure that not every, um, uh, not every problem, you know, before you is a nail. Therefore, don't use a hammer, all the yeah. time, right? So, um, it 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 all depends. In my experience, uh, usually that that question becomes redundant at the end because if you've done a good job of breaking down that space to them, those three spaces, um, usually before you get to the end, in my experience, you already have your team kind of recognizing ah that speaks more to our, to our problem or that okay. speaks more to our problem, right? And the, re the realization would dawn anyway, typically, right? Uh, but it's always good to ask a wrap-up question at the end, right? Just to be sure that, you know, uh, the message has landed, right? So you can ask something like, okay, now we've gone through this process um, and you guys have chosen one. Let's assume that the one they chose was different, let's say, you know, was different from um, what well, they actually chose. Well, what you did say, your question was, the scenario was, they were 
sort of three different groups within the team saying we should try yeah. three different things, right? In that in that scenario, uh, I would ask a wrap-up question to say, uh, does everybody understand why you guys as a team collectively have now settled for A rather than B or, mm. or C? Okay, uh, because that question would then invite uh, a conversation, right? So if there are any uh, misunderstandings or any misgivings or anything of that sort, uh, that open-ended question, you know, trying to get an open-ended question rather than a, a direct question, you know, closed mm -hmm. question, um, you know, should elicit a conversation, you know, and I think as a scrum master, the conversations are usually, uh, is, you know, open conversations are where, you know, the, the nuggets yeah. lie, okay, because they tell you so much about, about things that you know and do not know. Yeah, so, um, I will I will end with a with an open question uh, to elicit conversation, um, and you know just follow the conversation. Okay. Okay, I think that has wrapped it up for me. Um, I think I know, or I do know now, um, like I always would have expected to happen at this point during the conversation or at the end of the conversation with you. I would always take away. Um, a lot of knowledge and understanding. Um, I think you have, to a large extent, um, done a great job. And I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you for um, for coming along and um, sharing a question, which I would imagine uh, will be hopefully helpful to somebody out there listening because uh, like I said, this is quite a common, um, well, it's not an uncommon uh, situation uh, for scrum masters. So hopefully um, you, uh, you would have helped somebody, some of our listeners today with, uh, by your question. So thank you very much. A pleasure, Kermit. Okay, well, thank you very much, um, uh, Emmanuel. Uh, thank you everyone. Um, we're going to wrap this up now and um, see you next week. Thank you very much. All right. Good night. Bye-bye.